Amen. It's always a privilege to get in the presence of God together with my church family, both here and at home. And tonight I get the privilege of not just preaching during the offering, <laughs> but actually have a message, praise the Lord, that will take... Let's see, let's see how we go. Maybe we'll split this into two parts. See how we do. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you for your word. We thank you for your people. Oh, God, we just love you so much tonight. We receive the love of God. We believe it's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. We know you've got good things in store. And tonight we pray, Father, for utterance by the Holy Ghost. I know our friends in the house and at home are hungry for God. Aren't we hungry? That's why we're here. That's why you've tuned in. So, Lord, thank you for your will being done tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen? Amen. Uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 25 in the King James Version by way of introduction. Maybe I'll move this down a little bit. Who knows? That might help. It says here that he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand and so forth until a time and times and and dividing of times. Well, this is a prophetic utterance by Daniel, and I'm not saying that we're going to go into the fullness of that, but I am going to say that I have seen that God's people have been in under so, such a constant pressure in this day and in the last couple of years that it's, it's almost where I could see the saints are feeling weary of, I mean, two years of you-know-what, <laughs> and then now the, it, it doesn't let up, doesn't it? Because we are in the last days, and we already know what the last days are going to be like. It's not a picnic. Let me just say that again. Living in the last days is not a picnic. But if you come armed with the call of God, with the presence of God, with the anointing of God, with the word of God and the assignments of God, and I might dare say with the will of God firmly uh, burned into your spirit, we have more than enough to make it through this season. In fact, God has called us for such a time as this. I count it an honor to be alive and living in the Bay Area. That's right. I said the Bay Area in an hour like this. In an area that's in quite, quite frankly, could be very anti-Christ, anti-family, anti-humanity. It's so anti-everything that I've ever grown up with. Many of you may feel like you're shell-shocked. I'm shell-shocked for the changes that we've seen outside. But we're not talking about the changes that had happened outside in the world. We're talking tonight about an unchanging kingdom. This is an unshakable kingdom. I shall not be, come on, say it, I shall not be moved. I'll tell you one thing, my heart is not going to fail me for fear watching for the things that are coming in the earth. We knew that some things were coming. Jesus warned it about us. Oh, Pastor Tom, is this, is this 666? Is this it? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, but it's certainly in the spirit of that. And first John talks about how you know that there are many antichrists that have come into the earth. I'm saying there's 
an expression of something that goes against the anointing of God. It goes against the people of God. It's trying to go against the church. But the good news tonight is that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Hallelujah. It shall not prevail against you. And so there is a time that the enemy is throwing things at you. There's a there's nothing new under the sun. He's trying to wear out the saints. I'm telling, I'm talking to you at home. Don't you be worn out. Don't you give up. Don't you let go of your confidence. We need to hang on to our scriptures. We got to hand hang on to our confession and our profession of faith now more than ever. This is the time we've got to rise up in faith. Hallelujah. But Matthew, notice what it says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30 in the message. And here's a message I just so appreciated, Brother Dr. Hershey. I don't know if he's a doctor or not, but he is to me. Every time he comes in, he just does surgery. Amen. And, and so here's, here's what Jesus is saying. This is just preliminary, you understand. It's all right so far, right? Let's, let's look at what it says by way of introduction. This is what Jesus says to weary Christians. He says this, are in the message version, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, says Jesus. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. I guarantee you, if it was Jesus' calling to be walking the earth today, he would not be on burnout. He would not be biting his fingernails. He would not be weary or worried. Are you listening to me? He'd be walking exactly like this. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. It says, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now you might say, how in the world can Jesus live, expect us to live freely and lightly in a day like we're living, where we're getting jerked around? It seems like week to week, everything's changing. Oh, oh, oh. Mandate this. Oh, gasoline that. Oh, oh. I mean, I'm telling you, things seem to change. Like quarantine this and qu- quarantine that and mask this. Okay, no mask at all. Okay, mask it. It's, it's, it. Can I just tell you, the world is confused. Can I just say it? The world is crazy. They're out of their mind. But we're not out of our mind. Hallelujah. And we're not going to sweat anything in Christ right now. We're not going to do it. I want to explore a couple of scriptures tonight. And uh, it it comes by way of Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. I appreciate it also, uh, Brother John Collier sharing about uh, what he shared about, but I hope you had a takeaway about that to get in the presence of God and get into his face, seek his face. There's no substitute for that. There's no substitute for spending time with him. Uh, it's, it's not an option anymore. This is, this is survival 101 in the Bay Area, Christian. I mean, this, I don't know what they're doing in the Midwest, but I know that for here, if you want to make it before you head out the door, let the sun shine on your face. 
let the Spirit of God saturate you. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray about things that you don't know about because you know He knows about them. And He'll line it all up and you know that everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. Everything's going to be all right. But look at what it says here. This is what Jesus said. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's an entire world that we can unfold here. There's, there's, this is very deep. We could spend weeks on it, which is why I'm trying to maybe split this in two parts. Hallelujah, Pastor Brennan. We're going to try to cut this into a two-parter. Hallelujah. But we're going to try not to rush through anything. I'd rather make sure that we saturate with what God has for us tonight than to rush through something. Somebody said amen. Our, for example, the whole thought of our Father speaks of intimacy, caring, a caring relationship. Right back to what John Collier was talking about. He says, God does very little from afar. He says, you have to come near to Him. So if you think you're going to have a far away spirit, I like what he said, like, we'll do coffee sometime. I'll have my people talk to your people. I'll, I'll catch you on an email. That's not how it works with God. You've got to get right in there face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Hallelujah. In the presence of God. I love getting into the presence of God. How about you? That speaks of our Father. See, prior to that, he, he wasn't known as the Father. Jesus is the one that brought that sense of intimacy. But that's not our focus tonight. Neither is the next one. Hallowed be your name. That's an act of worship. To worship the name of God. You could spend weeks on worshiping the name of the Lord. But that's not our focus tonight yet. The focus tonight is your kingdom come. It, well, hang on a second. It alludes to a heavenly kingdom. See, this is how we could. Have, this is how I could sleep better at night. Is the fact that there is another kingdom that I and you are citizens of, and that is that unshakable kingdom. It's an unshakable kingdom. It, it enabled Jesus to stand before Caesar with humility and yet with authority uh, to say that you wouldn't have any authority unless my father had given it to you. I mean, Jesus knew what he was talking about. He, was, he came from that place. He came from the heavenly kingdom. But tonight, let's break it down on what we're really focusing on. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're talking about will tonight. I am going to do my best to bring you something about the will of God in 29 minutes. All right, here it is. You live with three types of will. Think about this. At least three. I'm not saying this is, uh, this is definitive, but th there's at least three wills. Number one, there's your will. Right? Your will. And how do you know if a human being has will? First of all, God gave it to us. But if you, in case you didn't know that people had wills and God created us with will, just try to go down that aisle at the grocery store without your little kid grabbing at the candy. You know, stop that. Put that back, Johnny. Sorry if your name's Johnny. Put that back, Johnny. You can't have that. Ah! Ah! I want that! I want it! I, I, I want that! That's his will. They're manifesting their will. Is that right? God created us with a will, a want to. But then, so there's your will. But how about the will of God? God has a will. 
are in our little session tonight, we've got to understand that we're going to have to deal with this thing about will, but also there's another will, and that's the will of the devil. The devil has the perfect will for your life. You know, how to, I'll prove that by, by word in scripture. Well, I think the clearest scripture would be the one where it says, whom the, whom the devil hath captive at his will. At the, so, so the enemy has a perfect will for you to confuse you, to break you, to wear you out, to make you sick, to get you despondent. He's got a perfect will for your life to give up your confession of faith, to give up on yourself, give up on your church, give up on God, give up on your nation, give up on your neighborhood. Just give up. Don't do his will. Don't do the devil's will. Come on, Bertha, give me an amen over there. Hallelujah. Don't do the devil's will. Now, in order to build this up about whose will you're following, because you've got to follow someone's will. See, part of, part, there was the will of man is the first one. Like, there's the will of, of friends, peer pressure. Is that right? Sometimes people do stupid things just because I should have said the will of man. So some we do stupid things just because of the will of man. You know, ask Saul about that. I was afraid of the people, so I went ahead and spared the best of the everything. We'll get into that later. You know, I did the best of everything. I, I say, but I brought Aga and I did obey the Lord. How delusional can you get? You know, it's really easy to talk yourself into thinking that you're following the will of God. Oh, stay happy. Come on. Stay happy. This isn't this is not a heavy sermon. This is a time to encourage you in the will of God. But there's, there is the will of God. Now, I want to read just a couple of things about the will of God. First of all, you have a whole lot more confidence in the will of God when you understand that will and purpose and planning sort of go hand in hand. Will and purpose. God didn't just say, oh, Putin invaded. <gasps> what are we going to do? Gas went up. Seven dollars a gallon. What are we going to do? God is not surprised at what man got. Uh, 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 Newsflash, the nations are as a drop in the bucket compared to God. So there is no surprise in heaven about what's happening in the earth today. But the, the amount of planning and wisdom behind that planning should give you a lot of confidence to go ahead and do the will of God. Let me read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1 through 11. And actually, was I going to do... Was I going to do that in... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that in the New King James Version. I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by what will? By the will of God. So there you start. We, there we go. By the will of God. To the saints who are in Ephesus are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So notice this in, in, uh, in the King, New King James Version. It says, Blessed be the God and Father. Bless us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Uh, verse 3, I suppose. You could skip up there. Thank you. Just as He chose, He chose. He chose. So can you see choosing, planning, willing, foreordaining? We've got a master planner at the helm. Are you listening? Oh, I didn't see that coming. Don't worry about it. God saw it. He's got you. He knows the future. He got you. Hallelujah. Oh, they, they, the, this, this mandate came down or that, that law came down. Don't worry about it. God's got it covered. You're anointed to live in this hour. It says, He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having, watch this, predestined us to the adoption of sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to, watch this, the good pleasure of whose will? His will. To the praise of the glory of His grace, to which He made us accepted in the Beloved. This is all part of the plan. I'm just trying to encourage you that the will of God is not haphazard. 
The will of God is not last minute. Neither is it reactive. <gasps> we got to do this. <gasps> See, Raul has to go to the Philippines. Oh my goodness, what, uh, how we got to work this out? They cancel that. No, the will of God is certain and stable. And as long as you position yourself in the will of God, you've got nothing to worry about. In him we have redemption through his blood, verse 7, and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made around, abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his what? His will. So you see, the, the, there's another thing about the will. When you're following God's will, it's a mystery until he reveals it to you. So that we're going to find out you've got to do some things in order to get the will. And once you get the will, there's some responsibility on us to get once we get the will. Amen. According to his good pleasure, which he purposed, there's purpose in himself, that in the dispensation of fullness of times, he might gather together all one things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth. And, in, and I like this. Read this with me in verse 11. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the what purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of what? His will. We should feel really, really comfortable. I mean, if, if you came into some money or you're just trying to be responsible with some money, you, you go and many times, many people, they go to a financial counselor or a financial planner. So what, what, what is that? What, what's that about? Well, you go to a financial planner to help you manage what you have in order for you to be uh, faithful, a good steward of what you have, right? So... God is the master planner. In here, we're not talking about stocks and bonds and 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 uh, and, and things like and, and bank accounts. We're talking about your life. We're talking about your family. Some of you, it's your business. This is the issue of life regarding the will of God, and He wants to make sure that you understand that He's got you. He did not, you are not an afterthought in the mind of God. You were planned and foreordained. He knew you before you were born. He had your days numbered. He's got a purpose for you on the earth. And I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we've determined to follow the purpose of God. And you see, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It seems that you cannot separate the kingdom of God coming without the will of God coming and being accepted. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. You know, I'm going to just skip a little bit because I think, I think we've made the, the, uh, the point clear. Verse 11 in what? In the New International Version, I'll just say that. I'll just read that in him. Verse 11, same scripture, Ephesians 1, verse 11. In him we were also chosen. That's choice. That's not chance. It's not a mistake. It's not an afterthought. We were designed and chosen by God right now in the nasty now and now to be alive. Hallelujah. And to show forth his goodness. Having been predestined or pre-planned according to the plan of him who works out everything. I want you to get this. He works out everything. Watch this. According to what? His will. Everything according to his purpose 
and his will or the purpose of his will. That's why I feel confident in this hour. That's why I believe that Christians at heart of the bay, brothers and sisters, faithful ones, those that seek the Lord with all their heart, you're not just trying God on as a, as a weekend gig. You're saying, I serve him. I belong to him. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I've shut the door on the devil. There are no deals with the devil. There are no compromises with the devil. I'm not going to flee. I put my hand to the plow and I'm not turning back. See, that's the spirit of faith. God's going to find me hanging on to that plow. And dear Lord, some of you at home, you know what I'm talking about. And some of you here in the house, sometimes it seems that it's all you can do to just hang on to that plow. It's like dragging you, but you did not let go. I said, you did not let go. And God will take pleasure in you. He's take pleasure in you. He's taking pleasure in you. It says that his good will, his good will will prosper in your hand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That, that excites me. That excites me. Pastor preached recently about purpose. It was his last Sunday morning message. Praise the Lord. Two weeks ago, he talked about purpose. I don't know about you, but uh, after you've been around the block a few times, I didn't come here just to eat hamburgers. Sorry, George. I didn't come here to eat hamburgers. I didn't come here to eat bacon. I didn't come here to eat fried eggs. And I didn't come here to eat spare ribs. I didn't come here to eat grits. Sorry, Pastor Brenda. I came here to do the will of him that sent me. And I sure hope you've got the same attitude. Don't you let go of that plow. Now, I've got something on Romans chapter 8. It's very close to the scripture. We are assured and know that, and that's Romans chapter 8, verse 28 in the Amplified. They'll help you up above if I'm moving a little too fast. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a, say it, a plan. God's got a plan. It's fitting into a plan. And it's for good. And for those who love God, do you love God, saints? Of course you do. And are called, are you called? According to His design. His design and His purpose. Doesn't that give you comfort in knowing that when you walk in the will of God, that then what happens is if you, if you discern what the will of God and you know is, you know there's a purpose, there's an end game, say it good, it's for good. Hallelujah. So here's the thought about it. God has given us free will. And uh, whenever we are exposed to or become aware of his will, something needs to happen. A choice must be made either to honor the will, to do and obey it and follow it or reject it, disdain it, disobey, disobey it in favor of someone else's will. Remember, you don't have a choice on whether you're going to live by a will. It's whose will are you going to live by? With your best intention to add up the pros and the cons. Be careful out there, you planner types. I Trust me, I believe in adding up the pros and the cons. Making a decision like, should I move to this job or should I leave this job or should I apply for that? Or uh, some of you single folks, should I, should I marry this person or that person? Or, or should, I, should I go to this school or should I go to that school? These are issues that need to be submitted to God and make sure you're in the will of God. 
You cannot, I repeat, as comforting as it may feel, you cannot settle on a list of pros and cons. Or you might just end up just like the folks in Acts 28 or 27 as it is, where they saw that the south wind blew softly. Pastors will drill this and drill this and drill this into this church and Holy Ghost pastors around the earth are drilling this into their into their congregations. You can't be moved by what you see. You can't be moved by what you see. You must discern on the inside. It must bear witness. You must have peace by the leading of the Holy Ghost. If you choose to violate the peace and say, well, you know what? It looks like smooth sailing if I just drop this business and jump to that one or if I run here to this place or that place. You are in a position where, let me say it, you can be vulnerable. And it's not that God isn't merciful because Dear Lord, I know we all need the mercy of God. But as soon as you become aware of the will of God, make the correction real fast. Don't wait until everything goes down the drain. (laughs) I just decree that in Jesus' name we've got tender hearts. And we could sense when God is saying, don't do that, don't do that, don't, 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 don't do that. We say, yes, sir, don't do that. Hallelujah. So we are not led by how smooth somebody talks. I'm so impressed. I was so blessed by a, the testimony of a couple that, that we were sharing with recently. And they said that, that they had the opportunity to, to move in a preferred position in a high paying job to another state. And they did. This is nothing against anybody that's considering that now. Okay. But I'm just saying in their case. And they, they waited on it. They went, they interviewed. They had, would have, arrived at a preferred position, leadership position in that company. But for some reason, they didn't have peace about it. So they said, let's not, let's not do it. Husbands and wives, it's a real good idea to make sure you're in agreement before you jump out. If one of you isn't quite, just wait. It's better to wait than to jump into a mess. And they waited, and here was the report. That company relocated from San Leandro over there into wherever it was. I think it was Colorado. And the word came back in a short, I, I don't know what the distance of time was, but let's just put a time to it, maybe a year or so, that all the people that picked up and relocated, they were all let go. That's right. Whoa. So when this, I just feel, you know, it feels so sweet in my spirit when I hear about people that said, you know, I don't have peace about that. Look, it may not seem very dramatic. It may not, you may not have fireworks going off, but somebody just said, you know, I just think we're just going to hang on here. God's got something better for us or something like that. And it, it, it may not seem spectacular, but I'll tell you what is spectacular. Staying power is spectacular. He that dwells under the shadow of the Almighty, that secret place, that's spectacular to me. I love that. I love it when God's people were led by God and, and a whole bunch of people went out and they followed the crowd. But this people said, you know what? I'm going to follow the cloud. Sounds a lot like our pastor. He doesn't always follow the, he doesn't follow the crowd. He follows the cloud. Hallelujah. And he's trained us to do the same. Follow the cloud. Hallelujah. Borrowing the analogy from the Old Testament where the Hebrews followed the, the cloud. 
Amen. And if his presence didn't go, they didn't go theirs. Praise the Lord. I've got 12 minutes, and I now I know that I could go with a two-parter. Hallelujah, Pastor Nancy. We're good. We're really good. So I can take my time here. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to talk to you about an individual that showed how he chose the will of God. God asked him to go up, and this would be in Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 through 18. Here's an example of one of the patriarchs, how he behaved when God asked something of him. And mind you, this is where it takes faith and trust in God's absolute goodness, his absolute wisdom, his absolute commitment to you that he is going to do for you what he said he's going to do, that he will take care of you and make sure that you get to the other side. Notice what it says in Genesis 22, and I'll skip around a little bit. Came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, he said, I am here. And by the way, I'm going to say this. Sometimes people don't want to get intimate with God. You know why it is? Can I just be honest with you? I think it's, I think it's sometimes a little bit disarming to hear God say, I don't want you to do that. It's like, oh God, but I like that. It's not sin or nothing. He goes, you know what? I want your focus in other places. You know, or, you know, sometimes it, it just, it's just like God will get in our business. This is America. I could watch Steve Vai in the G3 in San Francisco if I want to, right? Can't I do that, God? Like, no, actually, I mean, it's not that it's evil. Are you listening to me? I, my wife is my witness. I know you're watching, honey. You could say an amen from home. If you could do a little text, you say, amen, that happened. You know, I had this, I had this DVD. You all know that I love guitar, love playing guitar. And I had this DVD just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. Well, about two weeks, maybe three weeks. And I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Because you know why? I didn't have time for it. I didn't have energy for it. And I know everything's going to take time in your spirit, in your soul. There's only so much you can handle. Amen? So it's not evil, but I just sat. It's just sat. And then one day I just said, Lord, can I watch this? And, and, and he just said, you know what? Why don't you just send it right back in so many words? And I said, really? I have to, okay, yes, Lord. I, I just obeyed the Lord, amen? And I send it back without watching it. The unfortunate thing is that the very next cue, there was another Steve Vai in another place, and that one came, Kimberly didn't change the cue, and I had another guitar video come out that says, honey, just put it back, send it back, I'm not going to watch it right now. I don't have time for that. I have to apply myself in other things. There are some things you don't have time for. It's not evil. It's not wicked. But the Spirit of God will lead you and guide you so that you. I need you to focus on this right now. And you know what? We're talking about survival mode. Are you listening to me? If you want to thrive, first you've got to survive a little bit. Hallelujah. We're, we're in the front lines here in the Bay Area, friends. Hallelujah. So we sent it back. I, we sent them both back. And you know what? No remorse whatsoever. I, I said, what, do you, what would you have me to do, Lord? So he had me to work on other things. So I, to that I say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But notice Abraham, the Lord made him a promise about Isaac, didn't he? And and him, you know, all of the earth will be blessed. He's your seed and everything is good. But then God tells him, he says to him, I want you to go. Uh, 
And it says here uh, in verse 2 of that scripture. Remember where we were? Do I have to say where we were? Uh, uh, Genesis 22, verse 2. Then God said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering on one of the mountains, on which I shall tell you. Ow! What's... A lot, when we talk about the will of God, we're talking about many times it's direction, instruction, instruction. And sometimes it it doesn't make sense. That's where you have to trust the character of God. Trust the promise of God, which Abraham did later. I'm going to skip a little because I only have seven minutes. But what he did, he, he said to the young man, he says... You stay with the stuff. I and the lad are going to go and worship. And then he says, and then we're going to come back. That's the spirit of faith. Because he had that much trust in God. So I don't know what your baby is. Everybody's got one. You got to put it on the altar. I don't know if it's a drag racer. I don't know if it's a business. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not sure what it is. But there, it's, it's, it's likely that you've got something that God's going to require you to put it on the altar somewhere along the line. Hallelujah. But I want you to know something. Hallelujah. They, when you get to that place where you are trusting God, His goodness, that He's going to come through for you, don't you know that God will provide? That's where He saw provision. Somebody say amen. He saw provision. And you know what? Abraham called on the name of the Lord after he saw what God had provided, he took his son off the altar. I mean, sometimes it seems like a close shave. That was a close one. Everybody say, that was a close one. I don't know how close you've come. I've had a few close ones. Boy, that was a close one. That was a real, that was real close. Hallelujah. But I want you to know, the closer the shave, the more you know you trust God. Hallelujah. Wow. That was a close one. But you know what? I serve in a house, a household of faith where we trust God, whether it was a close one or a medium one or a further back one. No matter what, we're going to serve God. Amen. Amen. So, of course, the, the Lord said, do your son no harm. And he discovered God's provision. Praise the Lord. After he passed the test. Somebody say, pass the test. Now, Brother, Brother Moore did a series on this. I'm about to close. He did a series on this uh, uh, years ago. I so appreciated him visiting us. We were, I think, we, we, might, we might have been at the Royal Avenue facility. But it said, it was the one where it says, if you are willing and obedient. Remember that series he preached? Marvelous. That was the days of cassette tapes. It wasn't real to real, those of you. Stop laughing. I'm not that old. But it was the days of cassette tapes, I believe. And it says, if you, let me read this to you, Isaiah 1, 18 through 20, because there's a reward for you. Here's what it says, come now, let us reason together, say the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. They, though they be red as crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with a sword, for the mouth of the Lord had spoken it. Obedience always obedience to the will of God always leads to blessing 
Hallelujah. I'm going to just, I'm just going to take a minute here just to re, to see how, how I could close this. I got four minutes. How many to give me four minutes? And I'm not kidding you. This is not a Mario Morello trick. I said four, not five. And I, we're going to close in four minutes. <laughs> we're going to close in four minutes. But I just want to, I just want to wait on God to see how we could close this tonight. Come on, pray with me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'll close with this. To fulfill the plan of God, it's always going to be bigger than you. The plan of God is always going to require us to do something that we can't do in and of ourselves. It will always require some kind of sacrifice, especially on the part of your flesh. I'm reminded of Jesus, and we'll touch this next time, Jesus at Gethsemane. And I wish it was different, friends in the house and friends at home. I really wish it was different. I, w- I really wish if you could take several friends with you and you're exceedingly sorrowful, you say, wait with me for an hour, pray with me for an hour. We've got some wonderful prayer warriors in the church. Just powerful prayer that happens here. But sometimes you need to go and you need to do your own praying. And sometimes even your closest friends will fall out. And, and the people that they really love you, they really care about you. But somewhere on the line, Christian, it's going to be you and God. It's got to be you and God. And then you're going to have the trial of your will. It says, this is the will. For this purpose, the Son of God was sent into the world. He knew this was his purpose. But I'm not telling you that the will of God is easy. But what I am telling you is the will of God is rewarding and that there's a supply of the Spirit to follow through. We're not all Christ, thank God. We don't have to do what he did. But I don't know what he's requiring of you to do. But in his Gethsemane moment, he said, basically he said, this is really hard. He says, Lord, if, 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 if it's possible, let this particular cup pass from me. I wish some of the things in my life, I wish I didn't have to drink that cup. I wish I didn't have to walk through it. For some of those at home, I really wish in my own human, I wish that you were not going through what you were going, that the cup of obedience and of the stand of faith that you have to take, I really wish that it wasn't that way. But that's your walk, and I can't interfere with your walk. And every Everyone has got to go to their Gethsemane moment and say, not my will, but your will be done. If it's the last thing that I do on planet Earth, catch this now. I want to be found faithful to the will of God. If I'm fighting a sickness, I want to be found faithful, worshiping him as my Healer. If it's a financial situation, I want to be caught worshiping Him as the one who provides every need. If it has to do with uh, 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 direction, I want to be worshiping Him as the all-wise one. If it's, if it's emotional healing, it's a family healing, I want to be the one caught worshiping God. If it, with my last breath, let it be, God, let it be that I'm, ar- I'm arising unto thee and I'm causing my faith to be released that's required of us it's required of us to contend and press for the will of God hallelujah I think we're going to pray now Lord thank you for the will of God in our lives we realize God that in and of ourselves we cannot fulfill the will of God
But just like Jesus had a marked change when he went back, after he went back to check on his friends who were asleep on him. They went to sleep on the wheel on him. But something happened to Jesus on the third time when he said, Enough, the Son of Man is now delivered. And a grace came on him. I'm telling you, there's a grace to be Praise God, a believer in the Bay Area. There's a grace to go through that infirmity as more than a conqueror. There's a grace to rise up and be healed. There's a grace to stand for a family. There's a grace to stand for a son or a daughter. There's grace for it, friends. There's grace to serve and there's grace to stand, not giving the devil one inch. Lord, I pray for my friends. I pray that their faith would fail not. May they stand not in some of the will of God but in all the will of God. Lord, for themselves, for their families, for their kids, for their spouses, for their parents, for their grandparents, for their cities, for our nation, indeed for the world, for the lost. God, we stand in the gap and we're declaring, God, that we will see this with our own eyes, the greatest move of God that the world has ever seen. We will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. We will see the souls come in. In Jesus' mighty name, can you say amen? Hallelujah. Let's give him a shout of praise. Shout of praise. Shout of praise.